0: Humanity and civilization have exploited the earth well past the first four industrial revolutions – coal, gas, electronics and nuclear, and internet and renewable energy. And we're still going at top speed into automation. Welcome to AI for Social Good, a new podcast made possible by Google, produced by The Walrus Lab. I'm Emma Mackenzie Hillier. The importance of protecting biological diversity has never been so critical to human well-being and survival. Biodiversity loss degrades ecosystems, contributes to climate change, food insecurity, and potential pandemics. AI offers tools that can help monitor and reverse biodiversity loss. Dr. Graham Taylor is the Canada Research Chair in Machine Learning at the School of Engineering at the University of Guelph. Here is Dr. Taylor speaking at the Walrus Talks Artificial Intelligence in Toronto.
1: Hello, I'm Graham Taylor. I'm a professor at the University of Guelph, and I'm the research director at the Vector Institute for AI. As tonight's opener, I was asked by the organizers to define artificial intelligence. I think about AI in two ways. First, it's a multidisciplinary field of study that focuses on the development of systems that can perform tasks that typically require human intelligence. Its applications span various domains, including healthcare, finance, education, transportation, entertainment, and with the potential to transform many others, which you will hear about this evening. My alternate definition of AI is a goal. The goal, to build machines that can not only perform tasks that typically require human intelligence, but to enable machines to mimic or even surpass human cognitive abilities across a wide range of domains and tasks. And some refer to this end state as artificial general intelligence. It's this latter perspective, backed by claims from prominent researchers about our proximity to achieving such AI that truly sparks our imagination and curiosity. And despite some concerns about AI's trustworthiness and safety, we're here to explore tonight its potential for a brighter future. My focus is on AI for biodiversity, an arena that deserves our attention, while at the same time is an invigorating place for advanced AI research. There's often a divide between fundamental and applied research. On one side, those who want to advance AI capabilities develop on abstract benchmark data sets that's detached from real world applications. On the other side, those who want to pursue applications in AI are typically confined to pre-existing techniques due to the practical complexities of real-world implementation. However, AI and biodiversity brings forth unique challenges that push at the boundaries of modern deep learning. Biodiversity, essentially the diversity of life on Earth, has more than just scientific importance. It shapes our lives and our planet's health. Yet despite its significance, biodiversity has suffered severe declines. Between 1970 and 2016, vertebrate species populations dropped by an average of 68%. And what's behind this decline? Climate change, pollution, invasive species and disease, over-exploitation of species, and changes in land use and sea use, including housing development and unsustainable agriculture. Monitoring and reversing biodiversity loss is a daunting task, yet we're nearing the creation of cost-efficient methods that yield faster, high-volume biodiversity data. And AI holds the key to harnessing this data for economic, policy, and regulatory use. As machine learning researchers face with a problem as big as biodiversity, we often first ask, well, what's the data? I'm part of a collaboration led by the University of Ibiskala, University of Helsinki, and Duke University called Life Plan. Life Plan aims to build a planetary inventory of life and has enrolled more than 100 teams worldwide to collect different types of biodiversity data. Large tents called malaise traps passively collect flying insects, yielding DNA and images. Cyclone samplers literally suck DNA out of the air. And soil samples are analyzed for fungal DNA. Camera traps photograph animals day at night and audio moss record bird and bat sounds. My team zeroes in on DNA barcodes and imagery. DNA barcoding is a technique developed at the University of Guelph that uses a short, standardized segment of DNA. Despite its reliability for species identification, DNA barcoding is costly and time-consuming. Hence, we're creating computer vision techniques for quick, in-the-field identification and bulk identification of hundreds of thousands to thousands of insects in a single image. Identifying plant and insect species presents unique challenges compared to mainstream computer vision. For instance, class imbalance, where a few species dominate the data with just a few samples for others, makes it very difficult to learn the rare classes. The problem is also fine grained, which means very, very similar species are hard to tell apart. And unlike popular data sets like ImageNet, where AI has surpassed human performance for some time, here a trained botanist or entomologist outperforms the best AI systems. Biodiversity science has introduced me to a range of intriguing machine learning problems despite working in the field for a long time. Open world recognition refers to the ability of a model to recognize and categorize new, previously unseen classes in real-world scenarios beyond those that it was initially trained on. In biodiversity, recognizing known species and discovering new species are equal, uh, equally important. Set valued classification, where a model outputs a subset of possible classes for a given input, like an image, this reflects human-like capabilities, offering a narrow down set of options while maintaining uncertainty. Biodiversity introduces us also to hierarchical rather than flat class structure. Taxonomic classification uses algorithms to categorize classes according to linear taxonomy, from kingdom all the way down to species. So looking forward, the technologies that excite me most include non-destructive passive traps like diopsis that can collect imagery without killing specimens, and they don't need human intervention. Nanopore sequencing, which promises the capability to sequence DNA in the field rather than in the lab. And as we have done with language, the opportunity to build foundation models for biodiversity data on top of efforts like LifePlan and the Canadian-led BioScan. Machine learning for biodiversity yields many interesting technical problems that inspire researchers like me. And ultimately our goal is to drive desired future behaviors in the ecosystem to improve life for us and for future generations. Thank you.
0: Dr. Graham Taylor is the Canada Research Chair in Machine Learning at the School of Engineering at the University of Guelph. He was speaking at the Walrus Talks Artificial Intelligence. To hear more of these talks, subscribe to AI for Social Good on your favorite podcast platform. You can register for upcoming events online or at a city near you by visiting thewalrus.ca slash events.